This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, May the 18th, 2022. Hope your week is going well. As they say, it is hump day. We are past the difficult part of the week and we are slowly heading into the weekend. Let's go ahead and let's talk about all the wrestling headlines that are trending right now, not only on social media, but on the various wrestling websites. Let's go ahead and let's cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. right now. Eric Mutter is writing, Ricky Steamboat has declined to wrestle with Ric Flair at the StarCast event. Now, it turns out Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will not be taking part in Ric Flair's retirement match at StarCast 5, after all. The 69-year-old former NWA World Heavyweight Champion confirmed reports that he was approached for the match and the event, however, stated he would not be a part of the match during a High Spots Superstore signing. Now, with that being said, he would go on to say, Well, I was approached, and I was giving it some serious thought, Steamboat said. A lot of respect to those guys in the ring. I thought about for at least a week, and just recently, I 
decided to decline it. He would go on to say, I know when I wrestled Jericho at WrestleMania 25, then we had the return match at Backlash in a singles match. But at 69, I know it's still a six-man tag and I could get in and do a little bit of this and that, but with all due respects to fans, I want to be remembered for the last time I was in the ring with Jericho. And when they chanted, you still got it. I don't want to scar that phrase. I don't want to tarnish the memory that fans have of me. It'd be a good payday, sure. I don't want them thinking maybe he should have stayed retired. Now, during the same signing, Steamboat also addressed recent comments by Jake Roberts regarding his health, telling everyone that he was doing okay and that doctors had described him as being healthy. He attributed Roberts' comments to being tied to a conversation about Roberts giving Steamboat the DDT on the cement years earlier. As previously reported, Steamboat was scheduled to team with Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express to take on Flair and current AAA and Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions FTR. There's currently no word on who will be placing replacing Steamboat or if the match is still going to happen. If you'd like to find out more about the story, follow Wrestling Inc. and definitely follow journalist Eric Mutter. Matthew Wilkinson is also reporting at this hour. Dax Harwood responds to Cody Rhodes' comments that Cody says he is the best in the world. Dax Hardwood seems respond to Cody Rhodes' statement claiming that Cody said he's the best in the world recently on social media, sharing an image of him beating up the American Nightmare from the days when both men worked for All Elite Wrestling. I think I'm the best in the world, Rhodes said in a recent Sports Illustrated interview, and I think it's by a large margin. That may upset a lot of people, and I don't mean it to draw ear on me, just I am here to hone my craft and build my body and win matches. Now, Dax's tweet wasn't specific specific as being a response to the SI article, but the caption was, by a large margin, LOL, made it pretty clear that FTR was referring to Cody. Harwood clearly doesn't see Cody Rhodes and doesn't agree eye to eye with his sentiments. In fact, he finds it actually kind of funny. Though it's unclear how much of the reaction is related to Rhodes becoming the first major AEW star to jump to WWE. If you'd like to read more about this Twitter war, Matthew Wilkinson is reporting about all of this right now at Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is writing in at this hour. Jimmy Smith clarifies whether Sasha Banks and Naomi's situation is a shoot or a work. Since Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of WWE at Monday Night Raw right before the show started, many people have been speculating whether the situation is real or it's part of a storyline. During the latest episode of his podcast, Unlocking the Cage, WWE commentator Jimmy Smith spoke about what happened at Raw. He would say, This is not a work, Smith said. This really actually happened for everything. I wasn't there. I was calling the show. And everything I've been told, everything that WWE is saying, actually happened. But honestly, there are so many things going on with the story. I don't know exactly why Naomi and Sasha walked out. I don't know why. Now, I've heard rumors, but I'm not going to repeat them because it's innuendo and I don't do that. My point is, a lot of people, when they first get information on Instagram, half the comments were, this is a work. And then half the comments were, no, this is legitimate. He would go on to say, one thing you will see in WWE from time to time, and I've been there, is when they say there's going to be a main event, we plan on making it a main event. Sometimes goofy things happen in the main event, and sometimes things change slightly. But to say this is our main event, and then we pull the rug from underneath us, well, we don't advertise a main event unless we're going to do it for you. We want you to know that as an audience member, we generally want to get the match that you came to see. If you'd like to find out more about what Jimmy Smith has to say about everything that's happening right now in WWE behind the scenes, Marco Rivera has that article trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is also writing in at this hour. 
Bobby Lashley addresses whether he would wrestle Goldberg again. Now, at WWE Crown Jewel back in October, Goldberg defeated Bobby Lashley in a no-holds-barred match, ending a feud that had started months earlier when Lashley defeated Goldberg to retain his WWE Championship at that year's SummerSlam. Now, the two wrestlers currently are tied one win apiece. Lashley teased the possibility of a third rubber match during an exclusive interview with So Catch by How 2 on YouTube. He would go on to say, I'm a fan of wrestling across the board. I'm one of those guys you're probably never going to hear a negative word come out of my mouth, especially about anyone in our business. But I like Goldberg. I mean, Goldberg's such a big name. We know Goldberg. He comes out there and you know what Goldberg is going to do. Goldberg is going to be Goldberg. To me, it was a challenge because having a match with him and just being out there with him and then seeing the spectacle that is Goldberg, I enjoyed it. If Goldberg ever does need to come back, I hope I'm one of the guys that can wrestle him again. I will raise my hand at any point in time. Now, Lashley also spoke about his ability to wrestle different styles of opponents throughout the years, saying he enjoys the challenge of getting face-to-face -face with stars of all different calibers on the roster. He would say, I like to go against everyone. The former WWE champion said there are so many different styles that you can get in the ring with, and it's cool about what we have in our roster. Our roster is so much more different. There's so many different guys. There's so many stars coming and going from different directions and coming up. People have asked me all the time, what is the difference between the rosters? Well, it's just simply different styles. There's so many cool things that I'd like to do inside the ring. I'd like to have somebody like a Ricochet have a match with me, somebody like Omos, and then somebody like Drew McIntyre. They're three completely different styles, so it's always so cool to have an opportunity to work with them and see what they do. Then you have Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. I like it, man. I'm just a kid in a candy store. If you'd like to find out more about what Bobby Lashley has to say about potentially a third match with Goldberg and his desires to wrestle other styles in WWE, please go ahead and check out the article that is trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Robert Grenier, Grenier is reporting at this time, former WWE NXT star Dexter Loomis files for a brand new trademark. Now, former NXT star Dexter Loomis is now going by his real name, Samuel Shaw, and he filed for the trademark. Friday, May 13th. With the assistance of gimmick attorney Michael E. Dawkins, Shaw trademarked the term hatchet for entertainment and clothing purposes. You will be able to see the full description of it when you go ahead and cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. Now, Shaw first became familiar to wrestling audiences when he appeared in TNA slash Impact Wrestling from 2010 to 2015. Now, during that time with the promotion, he was simply known as Lupus, but he then went by his real name, Samuel Shaw. And then another stint on the indies a few years later, Shaw would eventually sign with WWE in 2019 and create the character Dexter Loomis. His run was arguably the most memorable when he teamed up with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Theory and Indy Hartwell to also form The Way. In the storyline, he eventually married Hartwell to create the married duo of Index, Indy and Dexter. If you'd like to follow more about what's going on with Dexter Loomis and what his plans are post-WWE, please by all means go ahead and check out Wrestling Inc. as they have that article trending right now. Danny Wolfson is reporting in this hour a little AEW news. Jeff Hardy teases a potential CM Punk encounter in AEW. Now, on this week's of Wrestling with Freddie podcast from iHeartMedia, My Culture Network, Jeff and Matt Hardy joined Freddie Prince Jr. to discuss their time in WWE as well as their current run in AEW. Now, Prince Jr. reflected on Jeff's World Heavyweight Championship feud 
with CM Punk in 2009 when they were both in the WWE. The charismatic enigma suggested that now that he and Punk are once again in the same promotion, an encounter will likely happen. Jeff would go on to say, One of my favorite things as far as being the world heavyweight champion is CM Punk. It was so crazy. We were in the same company. And guess what? We're back now together in the same company again. It's going to happen between he and I. Oh, it's going to come, I'm sure. I think it's going to be a huge moment. Like just in the hallway, just when we walk past each other and we went met the Young Bucks, Jeff continued. But then me and Punk, we're going to have our face off. We may shake hands. There may be a hug. And then I'll see you soon. Freddie Prince Jr. also asked Matt about the brother storyline leading to WrestleMania 25, which saw him turn on Jeff. Matt would go on to say, There were old rumors that were floating around like, Oh my God, it's supposed to be Christian, but then they changed it and made it Matt. It was always going to be me, Matt said. I felt like the best path forward for me because it was always historically. Jeff has always been more popular. Probably, he always will be the most popular brother in the Hardys duo. Michael Hayes pitched the idea to us. I think the best way for you to move forward now that you're going to be an ECW and the champion is that he's the WWE champion. If we did this thing where you were almost jealous of him, he's going to get the light shined on him and he is going to be a bigger champion. Now you've got to be the big champion. If you'd like to hear more about what Michael has, Hayes had to say about all the things that happened between both of the Hardy Boys during their stints as champions in WWE, check out Danny Wolfsonhelm's article trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is also writing at this hour. Jim Ross confirms the length of his current AEW contract. At the age of 70, Jim Ross has been involved in the wrestling business now for 48 years, calling thousands of matches and working behind the scenes during some of the greatest times in pro wrestling. Since departing from WWE in 2019 to pursue a full time as a commentator with AEW, good old JR is now with All Elite Wrestling and he spent the last few years as the senior advisor and full time commentator for Dynamite. Now, during the latest episode of Grilling JR podcast, Ross revealed some news about his contract with AEW that was scheduled to come to an end shortly. The former WWE head of talent relations mentioned how contract talks have gone with AEW and how much he appreciates Tony. Khan's confidence in him. He said, and I quote, I signed an extension with AEW not too long ago, Ross said. I appreciate Tony Khan's confidence and his willingness to keep me on the team to contribute. We're not going to go for much long, but I think I signed on for about another year and a half, something like that. I will stay in the position I'm in. I'm really pleased at 70 to still have a future and I'm 70 and I'm still loving it. Being set to work in AEW until mid-2024, Ross will hit his official 50th year in the business. Two years from now, an accomplishment and such an achievement. The WWE Hall of Famer responded to people who will react ne negatively to the news that he is still the mainstay in AEW as it relates to television, stating that he deserves to continue his career spanning five decades. If you'd like to go ahead and read more of what Jim Ross had to say about signing his contract extension and what he hopes to do next with AEW, please check out Marco Rivera's article, which once again is trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Matthew Wilkinson's writing at this hour, Alexa Bliss calls her change to her WWE entrance pretty awesome. Alexa Blith received a new entrance song on Raw this week. Five-time Women's World Champion commented on the decision on Twitter after saying the whole song itself is pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Bliss has been back on television for only a few weeks, but her appearance in WWE since Elimination Chamber event. The company has wasted no time in switching things up for her and giving her a new feeling. Although the Lily doll was still present in her new animation, she still invokes something of a supernatural demonic character. She's portrayed since getting involved with Bray Wyatt 
Riot or The Fiend back in 2020. Now, as a result, it's not entirely clear whether Bliss's character will continue to be in vain or if her new music represents a more fresh start to a new chapter. Now, the song itself is a punk vibe, which is something Bliss is known to enjoy in her personal life. She's a big fan of Bowling for Soup, which just happens to be the ones who performed at her wedding, so it makes sense that that would be the new track she uses. The song is sung by a female artist, and Bliss tweeted out the lyrics. If you'd like to find out more about what Alexa Bliss had to say about her new theme song and the new feel that she has since she's been returning back to WWE, check out Matthew Wilkinson's article that is trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is also writing in this hour. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and others are set for yet another Four Horsemen reunion. The Four Horsemen will ride together again for one last time on Wednesday morning. Ric Flair announced that the famous stable will appear together on stage at StarCast 5 this summer in Nashville and indicated it would be every wrestler to be a part of the Four Horsemen stable. The last ride for the Horsemen will happen on Saturday, July 30th at the Nashville Fairgrounds, Flair tweeted. This will be the first time that we've all been on stage at the same time. This will also be the last time. But remember, the horsemen are forever. If you'd like to find out more about what Ric Flair has to say about StarCast and about his upcoming match, please follow Eric Mutter. Please follow Wrestling Inc. as they will have all of the information. Matthew Wilkinson is also reporting at this hour. David Otunga appears in the trailer for Marble's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Now, the former WWE superstar David Otunga is set to make his debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe this summer. He will be appearing in she-Hulk Attorney at Law. On May 17th, Marvel released the first trailer for the upcoming Disney Plus series, which will officially begin airing on August the 17th. She-Hulk, aka Jennifer Walters, is a relative of Bruce Banner, aka Hulk, also known as Mark Ruffalo, a classic Marvel character who has been a regular in the MCU ever since it began in 2008. While the trailer was primarily devoted to showcasing her, one small moment just happened to catch the eye of wrestling fans. In a comedic scene near the end of the trailer, Walters discusses her dating situation and ends up going into a number of date details. Now, in a rapid-fire succession, one of the men was David Otunga. The former Nexus member and two-time WWE Tag Team Champion flexes his muscles in a brief couple of seconds on the screen, which is something that he's used to when it comes to WWE. It's unknown whether Otunga's character, what the character is named, or how big his part will be moving forward. Now, Otunga confirms his participation on Twitter, saying, I had to show off my biceps for She-Hulk. I couldn't help it. I can't wait for you to see it all at Marvel Studios, at Disney Plus, and at Marvel. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with David Otunga and his acting career as it applies to Disney and Marvel, check out Matthew Wilkinson's article, which once again is trending now over at Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is also reporting at this hour. Enzo recalls creative fight with Vince McMahon over what he thought was a shitty promo. Eric Mutter is writing in, in an interview with Inside the Ropes, former WWE star Enzo talked about the hardships of working with WWE creative, especially owner Vince McMahon. He proceeded to tell a story about one time that he fought with Vince over a promo. And then I walked right into Vince's office at Great Balls of Fire and I said, I ain't going to say this. This is what I want to say. Well, he didn't like it. He didn't want to, but I fought it and I fought again and said, Vince, he finally looked at me. Okay. And then I went out there and I delivered what I believe is one of my best promos ever. He will go on to talk about his relationship with Vince McMahon and the fact that creatively when they broke up, he and Cass, how that felt to him. If you go ahead and check out the article, which is trending right now on Wrestling Inc., by Eric Mutter. If you enjoy our headlines, by all means, continue to follow us on social media. You can follow me at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E, 
F-R-E-L-A-N-D. We have a daily podcast each and every day where we bring you the latest headlines across the world of social media and on the various wrestling websites. Colby Friera is writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. WWE NXT title match is set for In Your House. A major rematch is set for WWE NXT's next premium live event. During the... May 17th episode of NXT 2.0, NXT World Champion Braun Breaker returned after a one-week hiatus to call out Joe Gacy. Now, Gacy challenged Breaker to a rematch at WWE NXT In Your House, but this time the stipulation was that if Breaker gets disqualified, he will relinquish the NXT title to Gacy. Breaker agreed to the stipulation and waved the title in Gacy's face at the end of the segment. For those of you excited about this, you can check it out on the WWE Network if you're outside of the United States, but you can also go ahead and check it out on Peacock if you are here in the United States. The updated card for the NXT In Your House show is Braun Breaker, once again going against Joe Gacy for the NXT title, Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American Champion, and Pretty Deadly versus the Creed Brothers for the NXT Tag Team Champions. There will be more matches that will be added. However, right now, it looks like a pretty star-studded lineup as we see. For more information, you can go ahead and follow NXT over on social media. Wheeler Yuta talks about no one tells you about bleeding from the head. What does he mean by that? AEW star Wheeler Yuta spoke with Wrestling Inc. Managing Editor Nick Hausman on Wrestling Inc. Daily. Now, he was busted open badly against John Moxley and admitted the main issue was that he couldn't see. He would go on to say, yeah, it was very painful. Also, one thing no one tells you about when you get busted open as in a match is that once the blood gets in your eyes, you can't see anything, he said. So wrestling that match was really hard. I actually felt blind. I eventually figured out how to wipe my eyes out, and I got some of the blood out of the corner of my eye. I could see, but other than that, I just had to continue to keep wiping to keep all the blood out. Violence and blood is something that has been a part of AEW on a consistent basis over the years. From death matches to exploding barbed wire, the company hasn't shied away from that. Now, while there hasn't been for all viewers, Wheeler Yuta believes the company has something for everyone. He would go on to say, you know, I think AEW is a place that can provide something for every type of wrestling viewer. I think that there's those little niche matches for different types of wrestlers, but I also think there's also other types of wrestling that does escalate the violence. Sometimes it is a lot on TV. I think that's something that we've done very well in AEW. But I think there's a little bit for everybody. So if one thing isn't your cup of tea, maybe it's the next match that you like. I specifically remember telling my mom not to watch the John Moxley match, but she watched the rest of the show and she loved it. Maybe there's bit here and a bit there that she may like, but maybe not some of the stuff I do. Tony Khan recently added that Samoa Joe is going to be on the roster, which is something Wheeler Yuta is also very excited about. If you'd like to go ahead and read what Wheeler Yuta had to say about Samoa Joe, definitely check out Matthew Wilkinson's article, which is trending at this hour over on Wrestling Inc. All right, guys, that's going to be all the headlines for right now. But if you would like to find out more, continue to follow me on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. I will continue to bring you all the details as late-breaking news happens in the world of professional wrestling. With that being said, we will catch you on Thursday's episode of Headlines. The world of NLW.